Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Welcome back to Paulas. We are back for another episode, and this week we are joined by a very special guest, Melissa. So Melissa is a part of Over Here Zine Fest along with Selena, um, which is a not-for-profit event showcasing the work of black, Asian, BAME, POC, zine makers, artists, writers and activists. So you're probably aware that the world is currently on fire. If you're not talking about Black Lives Matter right now, you should be. Um, But today we're going to talk about what it really means. Um, It's a difficult conversation and it's a difficult listen. Um... But it's very, very important. So here we go. This is um, the next episode of Paulas. You have reached us at an excellent time of day, which is, it's just been tea time. So, uh, Selena, what did you have for your tea? Uh, I had a Thai green curry. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Tasty. Nice. But without a cup of tea with it. <laughs> oh, my God, you just can't. <laughs> Okay, so, disclosure, I just said, literally, like two minutes ago, that I am the person who is um, of, of northern, as I say, descent, but I'm just northern, and also Mancunian, but I don't ever have a cup of tea with my tea, but I don't tell anyone that, because I'll get shunned from the north and from the <laughs> So that, I've just, that was a big setup. Did everyone see that? It's a bloody setup. Framed, framed. Hey, I'll tell you what though, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna also throw myself to the wolves on this one. I cannot have a hot drink with hot food, so I'm joining you. Good. I mean, you only just started not just started, but I feel like in more recent years you've you've got on the uh, hot drink train a bit more. Yeah. Branched out from your hot waters. I am technically drinking the hot water right now, but yeah. Love a hot beverage, but it's got to be with cold food or no food. Yeah. Sorry, so, everyone. we should probably also let you know that there's a special guest in the room. Not really in the room, right? We're all very much adhering to social distancing rules. But we have a special guest. Special guest, reveal yourself! Hello! Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Melissa. What have you had for your tea? Have you not had your tea yet? But you've not had your tea. I haven't had it yet. I know you're a late tea eater. Yeah, I had my. I had some super noodles. Yes, you did. Some non-branded super noodles. <laughs> <laughs> With some bits, some peas in. That's a good what strong you, choice. What are you going to have for your tea though? I don't know. I don't know. I've been. I've had rice every single day. I mean, it's only it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of it Every already. single day last week I had rice So I've got a rice maker and I just love it Because it's so easy Yeah, <laughs> it is easy So probably rice with something <laughs> you, know, there's, you know there's soya pieces That you can get in Well you can get them in Holland and Barrett And other places You know like they look a bit like dog biscuits Sounds TVP like <laughs> Is it? You're really selling this to everyone but then you, you well, people, the vegans will know. <laughs> and and you just um you you have to soak them for ages, and then you cook them however you want. But they, I find them really nice. They're quite chewy, but um they also they maybe they're a bit too chewy. Anyway, I'm probably gonna have some of those as well. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> they, beautiful. They, they, 
Are they pre-soaked? Because I don't want you having your tea at like midnight. Um. Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got some leftovers. Well, that's good. We're pre-soaked. Yeah. Good. Don't worry. What Jeffy on to you? Um, I had uh, I made a stir fry actually, and oh. it had um, it had what sounds a bit like your dog food that you just talked about, but <laughs> it's um, I because I'm lazy, I get them uh, cauldron brand like pre pre made. Uh, tofu pieces you know so you don't have to bother squashing it and all that business um yeah. so i had some of them that was nice oh that sounds nice i like that did you have noodles with your stir fry you betcha oh i had rice i was gonna say did we are we all having rice <laughs> <laughs> alas <laughs> tuesday rice night yeah i don't know where to start with this because I feel like I've had so many emotions within the past two weeks that I don't even know what emotions are anymore. I feel like I was going to break into Destiny's Child then, but I feel like that was probably a bit too jokey, so I stopped. Um, well, shall I tell yeah. you that we've had a qu- one question in so far. If more come in, I, I can share them as well. But this might help because then it could kind of see... I think it's a good question to kick things off, right? So... Um, the first question is, how have you been looking after yourself over the past couple of weeks? Who knows? I did actually do a... Is, no, not seven, that's three days and it's 72 hours. <laughs> I'm not giving myself that one. 48 hours um, of a social media ban, which I don't think sounds a lot, but I, I don't... I've never done that before. But I feel like not last weekend, the one before, I was just couldn't cope. Because I'll be honest, I feel like the whole world has just discovered that racism exists. That's what it felt like. And I just couldn't... I don't know about... Was it similar for you, Melissa, that you felt like the whole world was just... Yeah, and it was just a bit much, so I kind of had to take that away. And I feel like I can't... Then I feel guilty. That's another emotion. So then I'm feeling like I should be doing more. Then I feel a bit useless, which I think throughout a lot of lockdown there's times when you feel a bit useless because you're like in what ways can I help for this situation or that situation um angry obviously I felt angry so I feel like kind of taking that away for like a full weekend definitely helped um I've been moaning a lot to people um because as I said I'm very angry so the, the least little thing is just making me like get like really rad just like oh this is so annoying um so yeah I think just moaning at people a lot has helped thank you to everyone that's listened to me moan the past couple of weeks um but yeah I don't know yeah so how did you what have you been doing Melissa yeah I've um I've also had a lot of a lot of anger um it was I think I was bewildered at first um that feeling of oh what what was different what's different (laughs) Um, and talking to other black and POC friends who and family and there was just this initial kind of bewilderment and then anger <laughs> um, and I was just yeah there's been a complete roller coaster really of, of, emo- of emotions and but my main one is anger <laughs> still <laughs> um, but yeah I've been looking after myself I suppose by ranting um so yeah shout out to the people that have have listened to me rant and then 
yeah, staying off social media where I can. I've muted a few people on social media. Um, it isn't anything personal. <laughs> um, it's more that it's difficult to to handle and to to be faced with it. Like I love Instagram, so I, I still want to be up to be looking at to you know to be looking at things on Instagram but I don't necessarily want to open it up to something that's really triggering and um, I keep using the word trigger and I don't know if I'm using it in a in the right way but it feels I think people have talked about be, feeling re-traumatized and so I'm just trying to look after myself by yeah talking to people but also staying away from the news <laughs> yeah I think the news is sometimes you have to avoid the news I think what you were saying about you're not sure if triggering is the right term, it's weird because for me, I was kind of like, it. it's that weird thing of where it's kind of normal. Like what's happened is shocking, but not shocking, if that makes sense. But then I feel like the act of everybody finding it deeply shocking, which it is, but then it's also not. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, black people die all the time unnecessarily so and I think the fact obviously it's been heightened because there's a global pandemic in case you missed that there's a global pandemic um so I think that's kind of added to it so it's this weird feeling of suddenly like you saying why now why is everybody suddenly like oh my god so yeah I think my anger's in many different forms and I don't know how to channel it in a in a good form yet so I think I'm still figuring that out a little bit but I don't, I don't know, because I have spoken to a few people and it, like I keep saying, it just feel like suddenly everyone's just realised that, you know, systematic racism is a thing and generally the, the world is racist. Um, but I don't know if that's, if I, I'll, I also have a, a lot of friends with similar views. So I don't know. Um, um, did, you, do, did you feel like it feels bigger Obviously, it feels bigger because even like GMTV are still chatting about it two weeks on. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know if that's just me or if that's a, a thing that is happening. Well, I think, yes, it does feel bigger because people that you've never heard say anything about this stuff are now talking about it. Um, so I think, yes, in that respect. I think also you know, the the kind of changes that have happened in a short space of time. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more change that's needed, but the amount of changes shows that there is certain, I guess, elements or, or people or infrastructures of power that are now listening and choosing to engage, choosing being the key word there, right? So as you said, it's like, oh, now we better do something about it, right? They could have done in the past, now they seem to be making this change. So there is, there is some kind of major shift here. I don't know what what happened to make it all of a sudden change, because as you said, you know, this is a long-standing thing. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that some... I don't know whether it's COVID even as well. Maybe that people have got time to actually think and choose not to ignore things, you know? Um, they've actually got time to sit with those feelings and, and not like I say yeah choose choose to ignore them or choose to deny them I guess yeah I guess because there's not as much well there is a lot going on in the world but I feel like you can't just go as much about your usual daily life as you would so therefore you're kind of forced to look at it 
I've had a few people say it's, it feels a little bit like the Me Too movement in the sense that it's made more people speak out because people have been speaking out for a long time but not being listened to or heard. Whereas I think now because people are kind of being forced to, like I'm not saying it's a bad thing that suddenly everyone's realised, but in terms of like we said, quite triggering, it is a little bit because this is like something I've known that existed probably my entire life. And then I just want to go on Instagram and look at a nice flower or a cute cat. And I'm like, oh, what's this? So it, it it feels very overwhelming. Even the fact that like I suddenly started getting, because I think I've as a as an artist I got added to a lots of lists of like black artists you should follow. And then all of a sudden I started getting like all these people following me, and I'm like, who are these people? I don't know who these people are. Why do they want to just look at me talking about crisps? Go away. Um, but yeah, and the, I don't know. It just felt like a lot was coming at me. So then I was like people are expecting something of me like you know to be a voice or um or something but yeah so I think kind of not ignoring it but taking myself away from the from what's happening for brief moments is definitely needed and it it also felt like um there was also that overwhelming feeling of people checking in to see if you're okay um and you get you understand where it where it's coming from um and obviously close friends or even semi-close friends fine but they were like I got a message from my manager sorry ex-manager who I haven't seen or spoken to in two years on the day of the of the first of the demo in Manchester saying hi just checking in how are you doing kind of like been thinking about you and it's like oh my goodness like leave me alone I've got my my diet I'm not super popular person (laughs) why am I getting all these messages and people checking in um and obviously it comes from a very good place but it's it's that was really overwhelming I was ignoring a lot of messages from people um and I was also mostly just saying yeah I'm fine yeah I'm fine yeah I'm fine but I wasn't fine and that was adding to that triggering that triggered feeling and it's like you say it wasn't that we were triggered by the news of what was happening because it's happened it happens all the time and we like you say we live we live with it we've lived with it for all our lives but it's more that oh people are actually noticing and talking about it and as if it's this new thing yeah I think that definitely I either felt like I was being ignored which I hate but I also kind of wanted to be ignored or being treated like some broken glass or like something very fragile which I also hate that really winds me up like you think people like you okay like, yeah I'm fine I'm like I'm not fine but just stop asking me if I'm fine you know like when you were a kid and you fell over in the playground and like you cut your knee and then you were trying really hard not to cry I don't know what else to do, this is just me so you'd be like don't cry because I'm at school and I'm trying not to cry and then the first sign someone goes are you okay you're like no I'm not okay it's like that but with people that I'm just like I'm fine just leave me alone just just let me let me carry on with my daily life but like I guess that's the privilege that I want to do that but also I kind of a necessity in the same sense I think yeah and it's been hard for um, people like my partner who um, <laughs> who's just been I think kind of on eggshells because on the one hand I like, don't want to talk about it because it's really upsetting but on the other and and I'm really annoyed that uh, you know with you know with um, the fact that it's literally everywhere um, but on the other hand I want to rant about it as well so it's like well what can I say to you? Um, but I think it's 
you just don't know how you're gonna how you're feeling from one minute to the next and it's just it's literally everywhere like it's at work like my work are now looking at ways to change their practices and their policies and they're like we want to talk to you we want to hear from you (laughs) um and then like you said Selena there's also that feeling of oh I feel guilty because I'm just trying to look after my brain at the moment um and every single POC that I know not just black black um friend uh, loved ones but also um generally (laughs) all the people of color that I know are feeling it are really feeling um upset and it's like we're just trying to keep our heads above the water at the moment um it's hard to to have it it feels like it's coming from all sides yeah it's a bit like being under a microscope it's the same with me like workers suddenly like making all these big changes and it's kind of like these are the things I've been shouting about all the time I've worked there you know people have heard me but it's just like oh yeah and I'm like no but now it's like forcing people to do better but I don't know I think as much as I try not to because obviously I feel like there is some change happening and I'm really glad that most people are paying attention because obviously it's like you know not safety numbers but I'm sure there's another saying where the more people that are you know taking action then the better it is but then also there is the part of me that's like how much of this is performative and you know how much before like in a couple of weeks time you'd just be like oh yeah whatever you know people started buying things from me um a friend sent me this really good article by a black printmaker who was saying um something about how suddenly all the work was selling out and she's like but who, are they just why are the people buying it who is it for who who do I make my art for is it just you know are they just buying it to tick a box or is it like you know I'm not creating for that person even little things that I was um the killing of George Floyd was you know like remember at Christmas when everyone started suddenly putting their houses like pictures of their houses up and you're like oh you're actually quite posh um, and you're like oh secretly posh I've noticed obviously because everyone's at home and I, I one thing that I really was that like I like looking at people's houses because I'm nosy so I look at like, what's put on people's walls and I was like it's weird how like whenever you look at like a black person or a person of colour's wall you can tell that a lot of the stuff that they've got pinned up is like it's images of black people or it's you know by black artists or something like that and it's the same looking at my walls but then I'm like but then you look at someone else's walls and it's not that whereas even even the little things like now suddenly everybody's like I'm paying attention to black artists and I'm doing this it's like this was just what I did anyway so what this is it you know it's weird it's like my life's being looked at under a microscope and it's also a trend but then I'm also expected to have answers being a mixed race person and light skinned and then kind of using my privilege in that sense it just feels like a big weight for someone that and also I'm kind of like I'm, I'm privileged in many other ways but then there's this big thing that people are throwing at me but they're not really but they are I don't know it's yeah that's the only way I can explain it which doesn't I think I just made it sound more complicated <laughs> no I get you because on the one hand um on the one hand I feel like I'm I'm more vocal about things that I'm maybe only vocal to like some of the things that I've put on on Instagram have been massive rants like do one and like leave me alone but actually um the things that I probably would, never would have said. It's like we've been given a voice. And yet on the other hand, it's like, I don't want your pity, so go away with your pity. And um, I want you to to, to 
to engage with black people not just because you feel like you need to now like a friend messaged me the other day saying I really want to read some books by black by black writers and it's like that's great it is great but at the same time yeah I don't know that kind of feeling of uh, it's what now you do (laughs) yeah yeah like I feel like I I have I always laugh about and I've got a friend I laugh with and I'm just like I have like a bingo sheet for things I like I'm like oh you might like this program or this film this book I'm like well is there a person of color in it and they all posh or are they not and you know is it a woman it's like I have this checklist of like if these things is it is it quit nah mm, it's not ticking enough boxes I've no like but that's because I always have to relate to it to myself personally so that's why I read like books by black writers and I like art like that but yeah I think it very much feels like I guess it's like we're on trend <laughs> is that is that what it is is that what's happening do you know how in the past we have spent quite a lot of time talking about people talking on your behalf so when it comes to class for example when when we've said the poor you know people are like oh the poor and da 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 you know that the working classes and how people um you know, when people kind of came out with um, the stuff at, at Grenfell, you know, all of a sudden it was like, oh, poor people are a thing. You know, oh, we we need to sort of step out and, and help poor people. Like, how does it feel with so many people saying things like black people this and, do you know what I mean? Talking about you as a separate thing that they don't know much about and it's very prominent. Yeah, I think it does feel like that. It feels, it's weird because I felt like, all of lockdowns felt a bit like that. So obviously there's the whole fact that um, COVID-19 kind of affects um, black and Asian minority ethnic people more than others. And they did a study, but it really didn't. It just had facts and figures with no reason why. So the fact that that was already a cause. Then the fact that like you've got frontline workers. So in a lot of kind of people who are working in retail or cleaners or delivery people basically a lot of working class people so I feel like my my identity very much was on the front line (laughs) in terms of like hot topics and people talking about and now but now it feels in a weird way it feels like people are saying that but then also afraid to because it's that sense where you know everyone's like don't make them do the labor which I get but now it, it is weird it is like watching people talk about you as if you're not in the room and obviously they don't want to ask you even like people like you know because everyone's like if you're going to share something make sure you ask someone's permission people are like messaging me going like oh is it is it hi there you don't know me but is it okay if I share this and I'm just like just fucking share it you know <laughs> just leave me alone just trying to you know sit at home do my puzzle book um but yeah it feels very much like you know like you're watching like a tv show like you're watching it play out but you're not you're not in the room yeah. um which and it is it does feel like a lot of white noise in in both senses of the of the saying but yeah it does feel and then even like it's kind of then you're expected to still know all the have all the answers and speak on behalf of quite frankly a, a fucking shitload of people um and no one's experience is the same so yeah it is it does feel very much like it, yeah, I don't know if it's worse in the sense because obviously we like people like the poor, the this, the that. People do it in a way that the poor don't even 
exist and they wouldn't even be able to speak on behalf of themselves whereas now because people don't ask black people to do the labor it's like they're talking about you in that sense but also with like oh excuse me do you mind if I talk about you I'm going to anyway but I'm just going to let you know that I'm going to talk about you as if you you can't talk for yourself is that it's like a weird version of it yeah I've definitely um I've definitely had a lot of people in um different parts of my life um yeah I think it's like you, you were saying Selena they're very maybe we've got we have friends who are more clued up on things but yeah they've definitely said things like we don't want to speak on people's behalfs and all of that and it it's it's difficult to find that balance because on the one hand I don't want to do any talking because I'm busy like falling apart but at the same time I don't want people to be doing talking on my behalf either um so it just feels yeah it just feels really hard um and and like you say they're talking about they're talking about so like a lot of people um it was only it was only really last week that that I heard um my manager at work say the word black like meaning black person (laughs) um because people just generally don't they they decide how they're going to talk about us and other marginalized groups and and they're not necessarily listening to how we speak about ourselves so that's also been a bit frustrating as well yeah I do definitely it's weird I feel like I've been silenced like I feel like I talk about this stuff all the time whether that's like actually talking about it or in like the art I make or or even things that I do in terms of like workshops and suddenly I've got nothing to say and I don't know what to say <clears throat> so I feel like I've kind of even like you say Lucy like people like Can I, I'm going to talk on your behalf and you're like well don't but also I haven't got the energy to say anything so it's that weird thing of like I want people to be talking about it but I also don't want to be feel like I'm just a subject that's being spoken about I think and I keep I feel like I keep getting angry at the wrong things maybe that's because I don't like I'm a bit tired of getting angry at the right things so I'm getting angry at little things like the fact that I feel like people are talking about us and the fact another thing that I think kind of probably does intersect with a bit not even with class but I feel like there's a certain type of it probably is down to in terms of my social media circle who I follow and and things like that but I feel like you know it's very much like support black owned businesses which you should support black eyes which you should but I feel like a lot of what I've seen going around is a lot of that and it's kind of like are you only picking and choosing the people to support that are related to you you can relate to so I'm thinking about you know what about people that aren't creating or aren't giving anything back not even giving anything but who aren't who aren't producing whatever it's like kind of meriting black people on their worth and I think to me I think about things like um would would you be saying the same if this was like a young black lad who you know doesn't create the art that you like or read the same books that you do but you know he might wear a hoodie like I don't know I feel like is there a certain type of life that you want into support but I think again that's just maybe like misdirected anger um and probably the says more about the circles that I move in but yeah I don't know I feel I don't know there's lots of things that are making me a bit irksome but overall I'm still glad that it's it's happening but it doesn't mean it's not pretty uncomfortable 
Yeah, I think that um, even with the even when with the news when it reports an unarmed black man, um, or when people hear the details of 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 what happened to someone, um, and it's like, um, well, <laughs> it's it's almost like there's a hierarchy. Um, but at the end of the day, someone shouldn't be murdered <laughs> by the police. You know, it's um, but oh, but they were a drug dealer, or oh, but they were in a gang, or they were, you know, it's there's it's it feels like there's maybe yeah a certain type of black person, or we have to be palatable in some way for us to have have value. I don't know. Um, and I definitely feel that yeah it might be to do with the circles that we move in or people that we follow I mean I know we're relating a lot of this to social media but it feels like it's all happening on social media even with the and, and even with the protests um and things like things like what did you see the picture of the um of the the black man sort of carrying the white guy I don't know who it was he was carrying some white guy out of the crowd and like protecting him and everyone was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> um and and people were saying, well, yeah, that's that's the image of the that kind of you should be, or not so much grateful, but kind of. I definitely, well, I I I think you mean like like palatable because like even with I think the more of what comes out about a person that's been murdered, the more the more if it's like socially acceptable, the more people get upset by it. Even the fact that um like prior to George Floyd there's obviously um the woman in the in Central Park that was going to call on that guy and was like you know and he was like he filmed it that so that got exposed <clears throat> but then it was later like oh but this guy you know he was a bird watcher and he was educated and he worked for Marvel Comics and it's this and it's that which makes it even which is weird because then it's like he's even less of a threat because he's like a black man that's had this career path and it very much read like this is even funnier because he would totally wasn't even going to attack her because he was you know doing whatever and if I compare that obviously this is like to do with the media but if you compare that to Mark Duggan who you know got touted you know everyone was like oh he was gang related he had a gun it was drugs the fact that the picture that they put in the papers of Mark Duggan he had this face on, but then if you saw the whole picture, it's actually him stood by his daughter's graveside. So, you know, he's not going to be like a... I don't know that happens generally, but I do feel like, again, it is kind of like, like you say, Melissa, they're more palatable. It's the same with, like, kind of colorism, colorism. Like, the fact that the most famous black people are the people that are lighter-skinned, you know, it's it's how more acceptable we are. And I feel like, it's those little things that I kind of want to discuss, but not see like I'm. But I feel like at the minute it's very much all or nothing. So it's like a bit. So I, I even don't even want to chip in with anything because I might get bombarded and I'm like, just leave me alone again. Just leave me alone. Um, that's so true because there's. It's like there's so met. There's so like it's. It's not even just about like people being like you know police brutality obviously every people it's like this realization that oh my god it's huge it's it's massive um so yeah it is interesting to to see it all played out people being like oh yeah that statue shouldn't be there and oh my god um black people are having to like straighten their hair to get a job and all of that sort of stuff and it's like yeah yeah we know we are <laughs> um <laughs> just 
everything that's going on and it just it there's so much that we could say because we're, we're maybe finally feeling listened to but it's like I, I can't be bothered either <laughs> um you were putting some stuff on our uh, on our on the poor last instagram about working class um people and <laughs> how kind of it, and prior to um George Floyd's killing the fact that I thought this was should have been a discussion in terms of definitely in the UK in terms of um coronavirus because it was very much again similar to Grenfell it was very much um kind of black people of color and poor people that taking the brunt and you know basically dying for <clears throat> no fault of their own um I don't know what my point was <laughs> I think just how what is it different if it is different people and I know Melissa you were saying why now but I guess it doesn't need to have a reason because it, it it has created a much more bigger movement which was what was needed but yeah, I do often think about is it just because it's certain people? You started off there by saying something about Instagram stories. Was there one in particular that you I, know, I was just thinking about how you were like opening up the discussion. Um because obviously for me, um race and class are very much linked because it's basically all I talk about. <laughs> That and crisps, if you haven't met me. So, you know, there's, I've got three hot topics and they, they are the three. Um, and I was wondering, yeah, because I, I think I've seen a few other people, especially, and I think that's even more, something even more to talk about since the, what 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 is everyone calling it? The um, anti-anti-racist <laughs> protesters or whatever they're calling them. It's yeah. like, just, you know, na- name a spade a spade. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's very much related to a class thing so there's lots of people there coming out being like oh so it's this weird this work that you've got to do because I feel like that now again for me it's that weird thing of like being working class but also being a black person and I've I've literally not made any sense there whatsoever (laughs) so the the post I'm trying to think so there are a couple of different things that I posted about specifically working class people doing the work on this stuff. Is that is that what you mean? So, you know, I how... think that's what I mean. Yeah, I think I was wondering how how that went down. So there's been a lot in the DMs. I think it's fair to say, and the I think one of the things that's very clear in terms of how, obviously speaking only from my personal experience, right, is when I talk to people who are working class it is a whole different type of chat to when I'm talking to someone who isn't working class. Um, Mainly in that working class people are a lot more direct, as we know, as we are ourselves. Um, People are less afraid to ask questions um, and less, I think, less afraid to just sort of lay it out there, which is... I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's certainly not a good thing. The way that I think... You know, I don't. I wouldn't ever put a blanket statement out and say that working class people are more racist, obviously. But I think the way that working class people communicate can be a lot harsher and a lot more direct. And some people are less likely to use terms that they don't know or understand. So they'll use something that they think this will get my point across right, which is 
a lot harsher than, say, somebody who can cloak it in academic terms or, um, you know, they've done a lot of reading up and, and things like that and, and can have the ability to go and read a book on theory, right? So I think there are two different types of conversations that are happening, at least that, that I've been a part of. So, um, yeah, I think the, the main point probably on that one is the communication style. So I've had certain people talk to me about trying to understand concepts that they found quite hard to understand, you know? So I think that's another thing, you know, I think that's one of the things that you can do as a white person at the moment is to try and field off, if that's the right term, I don't play sports, so I'm assuming it's the right term, field off some of these conversations that don't have to happen all over social media and catch them in the DMs and talk to people and stop it so people don't actually have to hear it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's probably one of the things that that we can be doing at the moment. Yeah, I think you even like you're saying then like this, like it's in the blanket statement that working class people are more racist, yet the person that is in charge of our country has, you know, documented um and publicly said lots of racist things but yet he's still the person that is in charge of our country and people like to defend and say isn't racist so I feel like that's a very much a class politics at play there um and I think even like I made a joke the other day I was like oh my god all these white people are going to be more um better well-read and educated on on you know black people than I am at this rate <laughs> I, I don't know I feel like it, it it's like suddenly everyone's soaking up all this knowledge but then what if you I you can have a basic human understanding but then I feel like now it's like suddenly you've got to read everything and learn all this history and which I guess maybe is is the only way that someone who isn't black can get a better understanding of it but I don't know I feel like even for me that makes me feel like oh my god I need to read that book and I'm like well I don't want to read that book it's gonna be fucking depressing I'm already adding off of this shit um but yeah I do feel like again there's there's that idea that you've got to educate yourself but again on a certain level if that makes sense not educate yourself just in like I am learning and I am listening but like I've got to feed all this information in my brain yeah therefore I am now ultimately less racist but I'm just like "Mm, is that is that how it works I don't know certain voices you know the the white noise that you said earlier fill in the air with you almost have to then have a degree in black people (laughs) do you know what I mean as stupid as that sounds it's like it's like they're they're talking at the minute as if it's like Right, here's some phrases, here's some really big words. We get it, you guys don't get it, we're better than you. And that that is I think how it's how it's coming across um in in some ways. Um some real like passive aggressive stuff, you know, look at the big words that I can use. There's no what what there is a lack of is basic empathy. You know, and kind of going back to to what you guys have already said earlier of talking about you like you're not there it feeds into that as well. It's like that whole silly thing where at one point someone was like, oh yeah, I mean someone as in a white person was like, I can't remember, it was a few years ago, but there was this article about 
how isn't it wild that in like national history museums not sorry na- natural history museums that you have indigenous people in glass boxes to look at you know like that's the world that we live in and it almost becomes like a study of people that you don't know and then you show off that you know about it like you would know about buildings or you would know about geography or would know about something else and it's just fucking gross to be honest and I think that's that is something that's happening yeah it definitely does feel like like you said because you you couldn't understand in any shape or form because you know you're never going to be a black person so suddenly yeah I've got my PhD in being black so I, I like I I can't emphasize but I under yeah I get it I get it and it's like I mean I've been saying this stuff all the time but okay whatever now you're well well versed in the issues of racism and like, like I said I do I think at the minute because I am so angry it's just very negative but I do I like I am enjoying seeing like the small changes which will lead to big changes um you know I just maybe need to not watch it firsthand and come back later and someone just give me a report of what's changed because it is exhausting <laughs> you know just like just let me know when when this has happened but yeah even another thing that I am definitely sick of is white centering so it's kind of like you know soon as someone starts a post with so I know this isn't about me and then the next four sentences are like I I I and it's like I am so it's like that that terrible video that has been made with actors what are they what do what are they even saying oh I, my god I promise to what are they saying have you, have I you take seen responsibility. it um, that's it it's like I I take I feel like that's kind of like people are just like I'm so sorry this happens oh I I me me I can't I'm like oh, oh I'm sick of hearing about you do you know what the world's full of hearing about white people so maybe you should just shut up and stop talking about yourself for a minute but don't talk but don't talk about me as if I'm not here so I can't tell you what what I want to happen but these are the things that I don't want to happen even even with um even when you know um uh, the slum flower did you see her post the other day <laughs> She had a big rant saying, literally, white people, do one, leave me alone. I'm just having my feelings. This is my anger. This is everything. Um, Don't come into my comments talking about yourselves and don't even question what I'm saying because just shut up, basically. And then there were still comments being like, "Um, you're racist. And um, yeah, but I just want to say and and people being like, can you just educate me? Um, And it's just like, I don't know it's really frustrating that centering and I think in fact I think I I think I I think the first two weeks it just felt like oh the entire thing that's playing out on social media um just feels like an act of white supremacy in itself (laughs) because that's it felt like that's all I was seeing people being like oh my god black people and oh my god racism and realizing that actually well yeah it wasn't just all about them and that's why I'm still I'm still at the bitter bitter phase and all. Yeah, and I'd like someone to just tell me when it's all going to be over. That's kind of how I've been feeling, and then I feel guilty for saying that. But even when I think about like you know the family of these people that are suddenly like, it you know it's great that it's made the movement so much bigger. But then I'm like they never asked also to be you know 
at the forefront of this movement or the voices of this movement you know they've just lost a loved one so I did I feel like suddenly it I feel like throughout it all I've just been trying to pick up little bits whether that's like like I was saying they're like looking for black joy or even like I finally watched um John John Bioga's speech he did at the march and that you know that got me fired up in the right way and it made me cry but fired up in the right because I feel like at the minute I'm angry in the wrong way um and then and then there's obviously then there's definitely like oh we might not ever work in Hollywood again and all this and all that and yeah it's just lots of lots of feelings and thoughts but I definitely and because that's what I would normally do I'd normally seek out you know people that would be like this is a really shit thing that's happened time and time again but here's what we can do about it but at the, I feel like at the minute I can't do that so then I feel really weird because that's what I normally do and I don't know if that is because it's just so much bigger and also the fact that we're all at home and there is a global pandemic so everything is very very different but yeah I don't know I kind of wish I had like this wisdom to be like this is what this is what needs to happen next this is what I want to happen instead of waking up every morning being like oh now people are annoyed that someone's put a statue in in the fucking water and everyone's like you don't need to be so angry and aggressive oh why are you looting why are you doing this I was like do you do you think like I don't know what do you want people to say? like you need to be peaceful you need to do this like mm, people were peaceful and you still were not happy so what what do you want from people peaceful for 400 years sort of (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know it's it is a weird thing that suddenly people are like I know you told me this happened but now I've realized now I've read a book it really does happen I'm really glad that you had to see someone's fancy Instagram post they put in very um, aesthetically pleasing letters and got told to read a book so you could believe it and not listen to just the voice from the mouth um we were we were at a talk last year selena and um at the at the end that the um it was like a poc organization i think that the at the end um the facilitator said i want to speak to all the white people in the room um think about how it feels for us like every time we get some any kind of freedom it's because you have have given that to us um like it's like you're bestowing rights and freedoms onto us we and that is that is the only way that we are survive like not surviving I can't remember how she said it but it always I mean I was just gonna say it always stuck with me obviously it didn't stick with me because I've forgotten exactly how she said it but just that feeling that We've lit, like we've had hundreds of years of, of oppression and you know imperialism and colonialism and it's there's a movement at the moment. I mean the Black Lives Matter movement. How long has that been going on for seven seven years? I think. And it's like oh, there's been an awakening, but it's white people. It has to be white. White people have to be have to realize and then the freedom like there's been changes to some of the police policies in like um you know in whatever parts of America and it's like it's like they're always having to bestow that on us and that really upsets me like to the core to my core (laughs) yeah and I think even like I say like obviously you need everybody involved for, for for change to happen as everyone loves to say 
and you know I'm not saying they should just go back to ignoring it but it yeah like it, it does very much feel like okay we're willing to listen now so go on speak yeah okay so yeah oh well that's a bad thing okay let, let's change that then shall I was like well what do you think we've been trying to do all this time um yeah no no okay you know one was listening even little things like this is a bit off a tangent but I think I've seen someone the other day how I think in recent years there's a certain type of activist that's become popular and how you vision activists but to me whenever I think of an activist I just think of like a kind of like a middle-aged mum who's running like a youth club in some shitty area you know with no resources or funds you know that person that is in the local community that everybody knows and is like doing like real good shit and they're the people that aren't out there giving it all that and you know bestowing it upon people but I feel like a lot of the time now it's very much who can shout the loudest about what good they're doing and I think that may I'm hoping that will change because I feel like that's changed now because everyone's been told to like listen more but I feel like maybe maybe people aren't listening because like I said I feel like I'm being drowned in white noise so but I don't know I feel like we need more doing which I guess will come in time because everyone's just suddenly shocked that racism exists I, I understand that I, I you know I get that you're all just catching up <laughs> I do think like yeah I definitely want to see some doing and it doesn't have to be doing you don't have to tell me what you're doing you know it's like people will suddenly be look everybody I'm educated here's a picture of me reading uh why I'm no longer talking to white people about race look I'm reading it look at me everyone you know you don't have to let the world know how anti-racist you are just do some shit I I fail to, as much as I see like things and I, and I feel hopeful that things are going to change, I just feel like so many people are just doing it for themselves. You know, to use your favourite phrase for a chufty badge. And like, I said this quote the other day, right? And I wrote it down. And <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what this quote is. It said, because this is in a book about how your brain works. So, like, how, apparently how every human brain works is we have an almost unlimited ability to ignore our own in, our own ignorance. And I think, like, what is really happening at the moment is people want to be seen to be doing something. Um, I don't believe that the people that are peppering Instagram stories with, like, 30-story 30, 30 posts a day that are quite in-depth. Some of the theories that are on there are quite in-depth. I don't believe that they're sat taking it all in and really thinking about it and going away and making real change. I, I don't know, it, it's bad to like think negatively like that, but I just think you can't just become anti-racist in two weeks. There is so much no, but... to uncover and, and to fucking like unlearn. Do you know what I mean? In the world that... Well, that that's. I think that's another thing that's got me going. I was just thinking then, it's like, you know, I've literally spent my entire life learning so I've like even I think only in my 30s have I started to feel comfortable because I know that for um what an issue of my zine I sat down with Melissa and another friend and we we spoke about being mixed race so obviously I've you know I've had to think about internalized racism I've had to think about how I myself you know have been racist and how you know growing up with a a white parent and my black parent not not really been as much in my life and how I navigate the world as a mixed race person 
which is completely and utterly different to someone who isn't mixed race, who is black. And like I've spent, you know, it also, it does feel a bit like I've spent like probably 30 years of my 36 years life, you know, figuring all this stuff out. And then suddenly everyone's just done a bulk bloody book order. And now they're, they're like, they figured it out. And I'm like, mm, this is stuff I still probably think about on a daily basis. Whether that, you know, not even things like the fact that I think about when I go into a, a room and I always check how many, what the ratio is of white people to not white people there. Even little words that I used to describe myself, you know, terms that I used to describe myself, just little things like that, like how how I'm going to portray myself. Like this is like a daily thing. So you can't literally just pick up a book and read someone's really in-depth Instagram post and be like yeah I think I've got this now like I'm not saying don't do that and obviously I want people to have a better understanding so that they understand the need for change but I don't know it it does just feel as I've said throughout this it feels a lot through a white lens as well I think that there's um people are setting their idea of what it means to be anti-racist what they're not doing is any of the uncomfortable stuff. I keep saying they, we, let's go with we, that's my error. Like, is, I put that post up the other day about the EDL march, or far right, or whatever we call in this situation at the moment, uh, last weekend, is you don't get to just call people chavs or thugs or whatever, which people were doing. Like, no, they are white people, we are white people, this is a white people thing. Like... If you want to talk about what it is to be a white person and racist, like, people don't want to talk about that. They want to go, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm down with all this stuff, you know, like, all my friends are black, everything's fine, like, I'm legit. But th- what they're not saying is, like, you know, about the-, the shit that they've seen or done in their life that is definitely a part of how, you know, you can just get away with being a racist when you're white, you know, and things just are covered up. So I think, yeah, that people are not really... They're not really willing to do the work in the ways that needs to be done. And I think that's another thing that is um, part of that whole, like, politeness and the way that you can use big words if you're middle class to try and be like, oh, yeah, you know, we. it's almost um, you can explain your way out of situations, like you said with Boris Johnson, you know, and you have other people that will struggle to kind of spin a yarn and, and whatever, and, and they're doing stuff. Everyone's just as bad as each other. It's just that some people are deemed more palatable or, or whatever or deemed a bit more respectful. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, not, there's not enough people calling themselves out, you know, and the, like, Temple Donut stuff, you know, it's, like, racism is not just using a racial slur. And I don't think that's really been delved into too much. Just that idea of, like, you could just collect Nazi memorabilia and, and that's kind of cool and risque and quirky. It's like, what? You know, yeah, and even, like... Because I think a lot of I think where change will probably get affected most is in the workplace, and that kind of relates to that in the sense that you 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 can cry and go, well, "I'm not racist. I'm I'm not racist. I read books. I do this. You know, I know black people." It's like, but if you kind of ignore racism and you witness or party to it, then you are like you're not doing the most that you can do you know and it is that that's the whole thing people like saying people just think 
oh, I'm not using a a racial slur, therefore I'm not racist, or I, I don't think you're any less than. But again, it is it is that is that because your friend, you know, I've got black friends, but are your black friends into similar stuff as you? Are they a bit like you? You can relate to them. Would you ever speak to a black person that isn't, you know, exactly like you? Probably not. I'm going to be honest, you probably won't. So I feel like, again, it's that it's, it's safety, isn't it? And I do think that what I kind of do want from all of this is people even making like the little changes, whether that is like at a place of work or, you know, uncomfortable conversations with your family, which, you know, I feel like everybody has to have, um, which are always you know are often like some can be sometimes be a, a losing battle um and not letting like things other friends say just slide it's little things like that I think that that I guess will build momentum I mean, like, I'm, like I said I'm not like literally being like everybody needs to be an activist and sort this stuff out no just do a little bit better yeah I'd rather people just um go away and do the do the learning or the and the undoing like em was saying it's it's a massive job <laughs> so like i'd rather them go away and do that and yeah talk to their families and, and whatever than then yeah tell everyone about about it and, and try to educate and yeah there's that patronizing middle class kind of thing of we i'm i'm not i'm not racist and i've always thought of myself as not racist and yet they're, they're, they're realizing now that actually they're probably there there are some some deep down issues and, and things to unlearn but um it definitely just feels like I don't know almost almost as if people just I think it's it's some it's something to do with recognizing your privilege and your power and that and class is cannot be it can't be um separated from that um I remember someone saying, hey, but Barack Obama, he's rich. <laughs> it's like, that, like, what? Like, <laughs> um, and I had an argument with someone once, a white, a white man who was saying, um, who was talking about how I was, I was very privileged. And I'm not saying that I'm not privileged compared to, um, a, you know, a big chunk of people, but also I was trying to explain to him about microaggressions and, the fact that it's all tied, it's there's, it's tied up, right? And, uh, and yeah, he was like, no, no, um, you've got a master's, so that means you're. Um, uh, it's like, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me <laughs> <what I'm... laughs> you've got. What you? I've got a master's in fucking microaggressions, mate. <laughs> and that's another yeah. thing. Like, it gets to the point where I don't even like. You know, it's kind of that point now where you're. It, we're at the point now you'll mention a microaggression to someone on the black <gasps> oh my god that's terrible Mike. that's literally happened to me like four times this week and it's to the point where I don't even notice it anymore because I'm so numb to it I've just switched off because it's just shit but people are like, I can't believe people do that and I'm like yeah on a daily so uh, yeah welcome to my life <laughs> but yeah I feel like you know this like <gasps> oh my god this, this happens oh I can't believe it and it's just like yeah you probably stood next to me whilst it was happening one time, but yeah, you just didn't even pay any attention. A friend of mine said that um, she said I think about my like the fact that I'm um, Asian. I think about it every single day of my life, and I've been on this earth for many years. Um, and and <laughs> it's like 
Yeah, it's true. Like, you can, and, and it's a, and like and like race, class, all of that. It's like I'm, you're constantly, you're constantly battling that. And I was telling, I was saying to someone the other day that you have this kind of dual sort of identity of the way that you you go through the world. Yeah, like you say microaggressions coming at you left right and center and you just like let it let it slide let it slide and the difference is that at the moment because people are understanding what they are you're kind of maybe not letting them slide so much so I have had words with a few I've had words I've been having words with people um and I and I wouldn't normally do that but I think yeah you go through sort of okay this is the stuff that you let slide and then this is the this is the self that you just present um to, to other people but then it, there's this, this this sort of part of you that's hurting inside and it's carrying it all and that's why what's happening at the with it with the whole movement at the moment that's why it feels really raw I think because it's the stuff that you carry inside and that you've been carrying inside you know as normal all your life that's that's being that's under a microscope both from you and other people yeah I, I, I definitely agree with that and I think yeah, it is something that, like you said, it's just all of a sudden feels very heavy. And I feel like, I'm not like, oh, I've had, it, I've had it pretty easy in terms of a lot of race things, you know, because no, there's been like nothing hugely major been stopped by the police, whereas my brother has several times, you know, he's had friends that have been arrested for mistaken identity, i.e. you're a black male, therefore you're arrested. Um, but yeah, it does suddenly just feel like this huge, heavy thing that you're like, what do I have to think about it right now? I'm, I'm already like stressing about the world. So, you know, just adding one more thing for me to like get stressed about. And do you know what I did want to talk about though? Um, seeing as I've been probably mostly not very positive and I always feel like Paul has a positive vibe. Um, a story today that uh, I was thinking about Marcus Rashford. Oh, yeah, yeah. So obviously we've got uh, a black man who's also a working class lad. I think my brother said he's from Wivenshaw. I'm not entirely sure. You know, my brother knows everyone. So. <laughs> um, who has had, you know, feel like, I, you know, I don't know about football. So you may, maybe you already knew about him, Melissa, but I, I don't know about football. And all of a sudden I know about this this person who's suddenly like kind of made this thing happen, which is a lot better for for working class families and poor families um throughout. And I feel like I don't know if that would have had as much coverage if other things hadn't happened. Like I feel like at the minute it's a great time to speak up and say things because it might things that wouldn't you wouldn't normally get listened to will be heard um I feel like maybe that's an example of of one of those yeah definitely and you know on that related to what you were saying earlier as well I saw someone comment on um his tweet uh, a white person and they said look what happens when we all help each other <laughs> so again just like <laughs> I saw that. you know T- taking claim of uh, of doing doing that work, obviously again. I think yeah. like 
Yeah, he, he obviously he's a footballer for a very very big football club. Therefore, you know, so he's obviously thought if I speak up, I'm going to get noticed more than, like I said, like the person who's known on the estate who's, who has been doing this community activism for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, taking ownership. Yeah, look, if we all just work together, it's like, mm. it's like just don't say it. Even if you want to think that, you're wrong. But like, just don't say it. I think that's one of the things as well. People just need to shut up and just go and do it. <laughs> lifelong's worth the work. <sighs> go and do your own work and don't brag about it. Yeah, that's basically it. You don't need, like you said, like my favourite saying, you don't need a chufty badge for it. What do you want a chufty badge for? Mate, Doing the bare is, minimum. Uh, this is all about the chufty badge. I think there's so much of it. But yeah, in, in terms of Paul us focusing on positives, is there anything in particular that you'd like to see more of or less of or, you know, just something that just to get to a point, I guess, where life just doesn't feel so fucking hard all the time and where you can feel in, in a world of COVID, nobody should be feeling isolated. Nobody should be in a position where they feel they can't go on social media, especially with, you know, their friends and family and, you know, the, the kind of people that they choose to have on their social platforms. Have you got any feelings on, you know, how how we, we everybody, you know, whoever can get back to a world where that's, it's the escapism that it, it should have been? Especially Instagram. I don't know, I think I maybe just want, hopefully people just stop and think, you know, the, you know, in terms of, like I say, the circles that I'm in, maybe stop and think and be like, oh, maybe I will just look at this out by a black person not because they're a black person but just because and also I think kind of just not realizing that they don't have to shout to the world because I feel like the more the more you shout the more you are you like "Mm, are you covering something up there (laughs) if you know what I mean and I think maybe more people to get involved with things that they wouldn't really get involved in and not just to give themselves a chufty badge but you know, whether that is like more community based stuff as opposed to supporting something that's already pretty big, like that still needs to get support, but other things do as well. I feel like um, I want to say reparations and I don't necessarily mean people give me money, but I won't say no, I can give you my PayPal, put that in the <laughs> <laughs> But But it feels like in terms of donations and getting involved but not just in a performative way telling yourself am I doing it because I truly (laughs) truly you know I'm going to put the time in and fine you know give give a tenner a month or a fiver a month or whatever anyone can afford to um some organization and then you might feel better about yourself um I know I do that (laughs) um with some other charity so it's like you can do as little or as much as as you want, but I think it. I want to feel like it isn't. It does. It feels like at the moment everything will be out of this feeling of guilt and um, pity, and I and I want to move away from that into appreciation and 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 yeah, like cel- celebration of. The fact that I mean we're still here, we are like, what's that phrase? You're your you're your ancestors' uh, wildest dream or whatever, and it's like that is 
that is a bit cringe, but also, yeah, <laughs> it's also true. Um, so I think I just want to see more, more positive um, action, I suppose, um, that doesn't feel performative. I think what you said about celebration, that's probably maybe the word I was looking for. It's like, yeah, I want more of a... Because I think what it was before... Um, I've got two points for what you said, but I think what it was before... I'd carefully curated my Instagram. This, you know, this is like really like I'm here moaning about my Instagram. You know, people are being killed regularly, but I think I curated it. I'd got to a really good point where I had my friends. I was like, but I'd got to a good point where I had loads of like really good positive things I followed that were even stuff that were doing good stuff that were you know by black people and people of color. So I was just like, you know, I'd go on and I'd feel like oh this is shit but this is they're doing this I could do this maybe I need to do that I can do more you know and it's gone from that to suddenly just like I said before lots of white noise and the, there's no joy or celebration there and I know but I feel like you can still do that um another thing was I have joked a lot with friends that I'm like I just need to be asking for reparations you know people are like just tell people to buy all your shit now they're all following you but I, it's this weird thing where I've seen so many people just like, just like here's my PayPal to send me money but as a working class person I find it very hard to ask for money so I'm just like I'm like yeah reparations give me money but also please don't because I've got much much pride and I, this will keep me awake at night that you've all just given me money for no reason so please don't but do but also don't is <laughs> That's, that's, that's another thing it's like um when I talk about not wanting pity it's like I'm, I'm proud you know I don't want like you know it's no skin off my nose if you care or if I live or die <laughs> there's that kind of <laughs> but yeah yeah I think yeah that's something I need to work on if people want to give me money they can but also I will just be like I can't believe people have just give me this money I, I, I can't what I'm gonna do with it um but yeah no I think more joy more celebration more action that's what I want I think one positive thing that um like I've got a niece and nephew who yeah I do talk about them a lot but um my sister and her husband like it's so interesting obviously I grew up in the 90s things are very different um and in terms of identity, like you were saying, Selena, it's taking, like, we're in our 30s, and we're, I mean, I'm just about in my 30s, and it's taken a long time to get your head around being, you know, your identity, um, but even just hearing the way my sister's bringing, like, trying to bring up her kids, um, like, around, you know, with my niece and her hair, and talking, like, using certain words that, that don't, say oh it's pretty and it's it's beautiful and and oh it's not it's difficult to manage and all those sorts of all the um all the messages that we get from outside she's trying to instill I guess a sense of pride in both of them around their identity and who and their background um but at the same time having to I mean my niece doesn't really understand um but she's a bit younger, but at the same time, they get it. They get that, that there's a difference. They, um, And I think in terms of, yeah, I think in terms of, like, feeling quite positive around seeing the way that she's bringing them up with a sense of self and, and pride, I think. Yeah, and I think I kind of, um, 
very invested in making sure that young people I guess that's what everybody always says you know they want young people to have it better and easier like the next generation and I guess like our purpose here is to make sure that that happens and I think yeah so that's and they need to see joy and celebration as well they don't just need to see people constantly being killed and othered and and things like that they need to see they need to see all sides quite a few things that that I've seen recently have been about visibility and seeing yourself reflected as well so again you know to have everybody understand how everybody feels and develop that empathy from a young age is super important including seeing themselves and how they feel you know on on a tv screen or in a book or whatever is super important right and you know it's ridiculous that everybody grows up in the world knowing the stories and the plights of of white kids and white people but some people have no idea how to even speak to someone about a hijab or you know a, a hairstyle for example you know in terms of some people have no idea what black women's hair is like and they have no words to describe it. You know, it, it's crazy that there are some basic things that people just don't know um, and people don't see that reflected. So then, obviously, like you say, they feel othered. And it's like, that, to me, like you said about kids being the future and young people being, you know, the future and we hope that they'll do everything better than the generations before, is I think the reason why things are happening right now is because the young people are a lot more um, politicised, I guess. Um, I know, Selena, we we talked about before, you know, the, the sort of the bigger... Over the last few years, when, when this has kind of boiled up and then it's dropped down again, um, previously, I think, the, the big story was Trayvon Martin, and so many teenagers could identify, you know, with Trayvon, with the... Uh, you know, there was a whole hoodie story and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think it got young people a lot more politicised and a lot more um, active in, in having these conversations. And now those people are now in their, you know, mid-20s or 30s and are now in in jobs that maybe have positions of power and influence, especially in, in the media, which is a, a big way, as we know, to get that message out and, and the movement in social media. Just think... Uh, yeah, in terms of positives, just social media allows you to be able to see and listen to other people's stories and not just your own to make you believe that there's only you in the world or, you know, if you're not white, like, that you actually do exist in the world and that you matter. And the phrase Black Lives Matter as well, you know, um, the fact that it's just that basic line of matter rather than thrive or, you know... Is that to tackle as well? Yeah, it is literally like the basic meaning. It isn't like, you know, people have to go like, they're not better or more important. It's just like, I just want to know that I exist as a human to you. And I think, yeah, I definitely realise that people younger than me, say I work with mostly people younger than me, and they're definitely, like, really clued up. And I think, I guess, having information so easily readily, readily available has helped that. Um, so I feel like it, it could only be a good thing, but I think it, yeah. So I'm, I do hope that change will come, as they say. 
I do hope for that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, if anybody has got through my complete and utter wafflings um, of this episode, there's two things that mostly Manchester-based I'm kind of looking at because, you know, that's where I am. So I'm very I'm very much just knowing about what's going on in my area. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like the Northern Police Monitoring Project is a really good project because, you know, who polices the police, as people love to say? Who does? Who does? Um, so there's someone really good to look at. And um, I think we probably mentioned them a couple of times, but Kids of Colour HQ. So they are doing loads of really great work with young people, and that is from, like, policing in schools um even like the they're recently doing something about racism in a manchester-based school and collecting people's accounts and i feel like they're giving a really good a great platform for young people of color um young black people as well to like speak out and say that and not even just in that sense but also creating a community and a safe space for them and i think this is very important again and that black people have already gone off and created their own safe spaces and kind of done a lot of this work that everyone's suddenly already was doing now um so if you can support those kind of places and spaces then that i think that would definitely be a very good thing to do like is that thing that we've talked about a lot in terms of class and where you don't want someone to drop in and tell them what someone needs or come in and reinvent the wheel which is purely probably because then you want to be like I'm so anti-racist, I've created this amazing thing. Like, you don't need to do that. You just need to seek out what's already there and see and ask them if, you know, do you need any help? How may I help? Not barge in and be like, right, I've got, I know, I've got my PhD in black people. I know how it works now. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> I know this has been a bit of a, a rant, but <laughs> we, we've, we, yeah, to the... To the non-black people out there, <laughs> um, yeah, we are, we are, we do have a lot of feelings, and it is difficult for us at the moment to be. Um, but keep, keep going with your learning and unlearning, um, and yeah, think about how you can contribute um, positively without, yeah, an understanding about yeah, centering white voices compared to non-white voices. So over here, Zinefest, um, that's the, the handle. Um, we are a group of P queer POC who um, showcase and celebrate um, people of colour, culture, activism, creatives. So yeah, we were hoping to be back in 2020 with a zine fest. We had one in 2018, uh, where all the people that tabled were creatives of colour, uh, like black zinesters, people of colour, um, doing lots of printed matter because most often you go to a zine fair and it's the sea of white faces. Um, but obviously that isn't happening right now because of a global pandemic. Don't know if I mentioned it. Um, but we will we do want to do something but um at the minute we're just kind of sharing some lots of great work or things that bring us joy that we come across over on over on our instagram 
And is that at over here zine fest? Uh, yeah, um, at over here zine fest on uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's where you, where you can find us. So if you want to send us anybody that you know or if you yourself um, create stuff, then yeah, send it to us because we we want to see it. Anything that will bring us bring us joy. That's what we want. We want joy. So, yeah, you can find uh, Paul Lass on the usual places, on the usual, in the usual places, at Paul Lass Scene, I think, on absolutely everything these days. Um, you can listen to, obviously, the podcast on also everywhere these days, finding more and more, more places to put that, that uh, RSS feed. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Melissa, for joining us today. And, um, you know, thanks for getting through a tough hour and a half on that stuff. But, obviously, it's very important. Um yeah, thanks. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you later for more chat about what you've had for your tea. Bye. Bye.